0: It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! I'm starving! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby! It is the Fantasy Feast Podcast, presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker. The NFL drafts tomorrow. Get fired up. Check me out on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm even on TikTok now. I'll have some videos with my Eagles coverage on TikTok because I'm so hip. I'm so cool. I'm so with it. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. Very excited about today's show. Number one, because I love Joe Dolan. But number two, I love Ben Standing. And everybody should be following Ben Standing. On social media. Here's the deal. I think last week we promised you. That we would give you Joe's. Pre-draft. Wide receiver and tight end rankings. But. I forgot. That I would (laughs) already texted Ben. To come on the show. And I don't even know if Ben's mock draft. Is that relevant to fantasy football. I don't care. This is my only show left until the draft. I like Ben. I like talking about his mock draft. I don't care. So. My advice is to go to FantasyPoints.com, use the code 22FEAST so you can read Joe's pre-draft wide receiver and tight end rankings because they do matter. So it's a good opportunity for you to sign up. FantasyPoints.com, code 22FEAST. We're going to talk about Ben's mock draft because he is the greatest mock drafter in the galaxy over the last five years. I don't know if that's accurate, but I know he's like in the top ten. So let's just go with it. Yeah, what um, a fact.
1: Jo- okay. Ben, welcome to the show. <laughs> what's, up, what's up, Ross? I always appreciate it. Uh the, the, the hyping, the hype man aspect is is welcome uh, I appreciate that.
0: Joe. Is there any fantasy relevance to going over Ben's mock draft, or are we just having fun because the drafts tomorrow we're excited?
2: you know it's funny, Ross, that you mentioned that uh you we were going to do my pre draft rookie rankings. The problem is they are going to change in approximately thirty six hours anyway, so like that's the th- this is all just fun we're doing this for fun, and ultimately it's a way to discuss team needs, new coaching staffs, and we're filtering it through the lens of the NFL draft a, uh, an event that everybody loves. So is all of this going to be blown up in 36 hours? Absolutely. Do we care? Absolutely not. We're going to have fun with it anyway.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, look, that's what makes it fun. You want to, you're curious. All right. So let's dive into it, Ben. Probably going to spend more time on the O-line as well as the skill guys, because it is a fantasy show. Let's start with, and by the way, uh, Ben, when do you post your, like, final version that gets graded by all the websites?
1: The, uh, it's due uh, Wednesday night. So I think it's, like, probably before midnight or something like that. So, some dramatic moment like that. So, yeah, so, so at that point, it's a pencils-down situation. And, you know, even if there's news that comes out on Thursday, uh, you know, that won't reflect in, that, uh, in, the, uh, in the final mock.
0: Got it. All right. So I think at this point, most people think number one will be Jaguars, Trayvon Walker. It'd be very interesting if it's not, because then that kind of means that Shad Khan came up to Trent balky and was like, yeah, no, if you uh, uh, believe some of the reports out there. It'd be hard for me to imagine at number two, the Lions not taking Aiden Hutchinson if he's there for a million different reasons. I mean, I can picture him and Dan Campbell like, Lifting together, like going out together, like they, they that's happening. Texans at three is interesting. Seen a lot of different names there. You're going Evan Neal, the tackle from Bama. Why him over some of the other options? Well,
1: you know, the, the, when it comes to Houston, and I've asked around different people, teams picking in that in the top 10, agents, other people, what's your read on Houston? And basically, the, the response is. If anybody's saying they have a read, they're lying to you. That Nick Casario is a Belichick disciple. He doesn't talk to anybody. So all these reports of what may or may not be happening is a bit overstated, according to the people who are also trying to figure these things out. The reason why I want offensive line is just simply, one, it's a building block foundation aspect of a team. And for a group like Houston, that's, I think, where you need to look. Two, that offensive line is you know not great. They've got Laramie Tunzel, but that's really about it. And you've got a young quarterback in Davis Mills, they're trying to develop. Uh, obviously, we could we could consider pass rusher here, and there's been some talk of cornerback, and I would knock those picks. I just think the offensive line makes the most sense. Houston also has a pick at 13, and I don't know if any of these top tackles are going to be there, whereas cornerback uh, or maybe even a pass rusher could still be on the board, so I'm going to go offensive line here.
0: Got it. Okay, and the number four, by the way, this is also amazing. For people that watch or listen, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL before the draft. Very helpful for betting, if you're so inclined, on the NFL draft. Some of these over-unders. Because up next, at four, you've got the Jets taking Ahmad Gardner. His number is still six and a half. I'd be shocked if he doesn't go in the top six. So, I I like that. Um, Five, the Giants, Icky Iquanu. That feels like a Giants pick, the NC State offensive lineman. Then you've got Charles Cross going to the Panthers at six, the tackle for Mississippi State. So three offensive linemen in the top six picks. The Giants take Kayvon Thibodeau, the DN from Oregon at seven. Now we get to some skill, guys. The first one, by the way, hard to believe, at number eight, the Falcons, Drake London, the wide receiver from USC. It's kind of a done deal. They're taking a receiver, and it's going to be him. It's, I mean, you think it's going to be him? I do. I mean, that's kind of
1: where it's been going now. I'm sure we'll, we'll, we may talk about the team that I cover primarily, which is Washington at 11, and they're, they've been very much linked to Drake London, which is why I've been paying attention to his movements, the buzz, what's happening there, and it does seem there's a lot of momentum to the idea of Atlanta at 8. Now, obviously, this is rel- depends on who else is on the board. Kayvon Thibodeau, say, for example, falls. Maybe Atlanta says we can't pass up on a pass rusher there. Maybe they even like Jermaine Johnson, the Florida State defensive end. But it does feel like the Drake-London to the Falcons marriage makes a lot of sense and that there is momentum behind that that, that call. I guess I will just offer the one obvious clarification as we're talking. I told you this in text. I reserve the right to change my opinions here 73 times before I finalize my mock because it is that – it is that wild this year. Really, nobody seems to know where things could go, and those teams at the top could not just pick a different player but a completely different position altogether, thus you know, creating domino effects.
0: It is very interesting. Drake London is a polarizing player. Joe, your thoughts on him being the number one receiver off the board to the Falcons?
2: Yeah, he is extremely polarizing, and we were going to get into this with my uh, pre-draft rookie rankings because there's plenty of people who have this guy top top of the class – Obviously, Ben has him going first uh, of these wide receivers. And then there's others who are very concerned with his contested catch profile. The fact that um, his number of contested catches as uh, to his total catches overall is concerning that perhaps he can't get separation from college corners. Now, if Atlanta drafts him from a fantasy perspective, I'm not even sure that's going to matter. Because there is nobody else here outside of Kyle Pitts who can even catch passes on the perimeter. So if Drake London, if you like Drake London, I mean, and he goes to Atlanta, he is going to get thrown balls whether he is open or not because uh, like their top receivers are Olamide Zacchaeus and, and Demir Bird. I think Auden Tate signed there because he thought he could start. Auden <laughs> Tate. Seriously. So, no, Drake London, whoever goes here, is going to be a day one starter if they take a receiver. Um, maybe if unless it's Jamison Williams and he can't recover. But Drake London, I mean, if, if there's a place for him to get targets, it is in Atlanta. That's the same case for any receiver in this draft.
0: It's Very interesting, by the way. There's a thought that he fits what Arthur Smith likes, a bigger body, a blocker. Probably the type of guy that takes his athletic greens every morning because he's absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, And adaptogens, it's so good for your immune system, your energy, your gut health. Tim Ferriss, who's a stud from Princeton, he takes it. A lot of professional athletes, even has-beens like me take it. It costs less than $3 a day. It's so much better than actually eating vegetables. You just put one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to make it easy. Athletic Green is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com feast. Again, that is athleticgreens.com feast to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Who's taking ownership of the ninth pick, Ben? With the ninth pick in the Ben Standing Mock Draft, it is Derek Stingley to the Seahawks. That just seems to make sense. I mean, that that I'd be surprised if they don't take him if he's there.
1: Yeah, it kind of feels like that's the floor for him. Feels like there's a pretty good consensus. He's going somewhere in the top 10. And, you know, you just think back to those good, you know, those excellent Seattle teams, you know, the Legion of Boom, the secondary was a driving force, and it hasn't been for for a bit. I think they could consider offensive tackle or pass rusher as well. I I, I just don't buy the quarterback, but I think, I think Stingley makes a lot of
0: sense. At 10, you got the Jets taking Jermaine Johnson. That wouldn't surprise me. Now we get to the Commanders. Ben Standig has lunch every day with Ron Rivera. He goes out for drinks with Dan Snyder. I'm forgetting who the GM is right now. It's a combination of Martin Mayhew and Marty Herney. They eat dinner at Standig's house every night. Nobody more plugged into the Commanders. If Ben says they're taking Jamison Williams, they're taking Jamison Williams. Are they taking Jamison Williams, Ben? Uh, Well, so here's my thinking on
1: this one. I mentioned Drake London. I do think if Drake London is there, I think the signs are pointing to that's the guy. He gives them a a size difference compared to the receivers they already have on the roster. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think that Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame, who I would have still on the board, would also make a lot of sense. I'm just not convinced that everybody in the building thinks the same way, and they have spent their previous first-round picks under Rivera on defense. I think there's a lot of signs this offseason that they want more offense. Chris Olave, the Ohio State receiver, gets mentioned a lot with them, but I just don't know if I buy it at 11 unless there's a trade, so maybe that's a trade down, which leaves Jamison Williams who I, people would say, uh, scouts, et cetera, say he's the number one guy in this draft pre his ACL injury. I don't know if Washington is willing to wait on a guy who may not play half the year, but at the same point from a purely, if you want to take a receiver, this guy is, uh, I, th- I think would be the best option on the board. Um, Garrett Wilson's still there, but I just think they would take a lobby over Wilson. So I'm going Williams here uh, more for the receiver than it is the actual player because there's a lot of – we'll see what happens is what I'm saying. How about
0: – what do you think about that one, Joe?
2: Um, I think it makes sense. Uh, I, I think the term that's been thrown around uh, with, with uh, Jameson Williams and perhaps hasn't been thrown around with so many receivers in this class is game-changer. He's got game-changing speed. There's the concern that he was at Ohio State and didn't produce uh, uh, alongside Alave and Garrett Wilson. I don't think it's that big a deal because despite his lack of production at Ohio State, Nick Saban saw something in him, and all of a sudden the guy was one of the best receivers in all of college football last year. Um, Jamison Williams, I think, is somebody who – I've seen him fall to the mid to back end in some mocks, and I just feel like he's the type of guy the NFL is higher on. than than the mock drafts will be. He's got real game-changing ability, would not be stunned at all to see him go this high or maybe even higher uh, to the Falcons uh, in this draft. So this one makes a lot of sense to me. Um, The question from a fantasy perspective is, is Carson Wentz going to get these guys the ball with consistency? And that is an open question, and we will definitely reassess that after we see who the commanders end up drafting.
0: So, at 12, Vikings taking Trent McDuffie, the corner from Washington. That's the highest I've seen McDuffie go off the board. Very interesting. Then you've got the Texans at 13, if he falls to them, taking Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame. I think that's a great pick. They they love matchup guys like that. They love a guy that can cover a tight end like that. I can totally see, because he's like a big... Oversized Patrick Chung type. Um, I think that's a great pick. Ravens taking Jordan Davis. That's probably the pick I'm most confident in in the entire draft. If Jordan Davis is there, I would be stunned if the Ravens don't take him. Think about all the guys they've had. Brandon Williams, Michael Pierce. He's that better. I think he could be Haloti Nada. Calais Campbell's like 50 years old. Derek Wolf is old and gets hurt a lot. I love that pick. How about this one, though? At 15, Joe, the Eagles taking Garrett Wilson, a guy a lot of people think might be the best receiver in the draft.
2: I think the Eagles would run to the table, run to the podium with this one. I really do. Um, uh, Now, you might say, oh, they need some size to pair with Devontae Smith, and I think that's fair. But the, but if you get Garrett Wilson in Philadelphia alongside Devontae Smith, you now have two guys who are really freaking good at getting open. And ultimately, I think that's the most important thing for a wide receiver to do. Get open. Because even if your quarterback isn't an elite passer, we know Jalen Hurts is not that. If they get open there's less margin for error Garrett Wilson to the Eagles would be a home run uh if if it falls this way as Ben suggests it might
0: very interesting um at the Saints you got them taking Trevor Penning the tackle from Northern Iowa at 16 the Chargers taking Zion Johnson the guard from Boston College if it unfolds like this the Chargers are going to be so mad that the Saints took Penning right before them because I would imagine that they would take Penning to play right tackle if he was there. This is an interesting one to me. At 18, the Eagles taking Andrew Booth. You have really pushed up, Ben, I feel like the corners compared to other mock drafts that are out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, per perhaps you mentioned like the Vikings at 12 taking McDuffie maybe is earlier than you, than you thought. I just feel like the Vikings cornerback edge rusher are kind of what they're looking at, and he would be the last one of those spots on the board. Now, part of the mock draft exercise is not just matching player to team, but also having players in the top 32 who get picked. Uh, this is sort of an example of why like, I, I this might be a little bit early for Booth, if I'm being honest, but... I don't quite know else where else we're going to go with the Eagles. I'd love to give them a linebacker. History says they won't take one in the first round. So I'm going to skip Devin Lloyd. We already gave them uh, a receiver with their with the other pick. And just looking at the board, I just think the cornerback seems to make a lot of sense. Maybe i go with the George Karloftis, the, the pass rusher from Purdue. But um, I kind of just have him pegged a little bit later. So Booth is going to go somewhere in the top 32. And it feels like the Eagles could take a guy who's a, a pretty interesting prospect at, at, a, at a key position.
0: Saints at 19 taking Chris Olave, the receiver from Ohio State. Joe, that'd be a that'd be a pretty good need there for the Saints.
2: Yeah, they have um they have needs for pass catchers, obviously. Michael Thomas, we don't know what his status is, but you're gonna expect he's back th- uh, this year. But otherwise, you've got Marquez Callaway, Traquan Smith, Kevin White's on this roster, uh, Deontay Hardy, Lil Jordan Humphrey. Taysom Hill's playing tight end. You you get what I'm getting at. Not a lot of great receivers. The good news is, I think Alave. Profiles best as kind of like a movement number two type of guy. Well, if Michael Thomas is your guy who you're gonna be feeding on third downs to move the chains, I think Olave fits well with this team because he's not going to be expected to be that chain mover. Instead, you can focus on him for the explosive down-the-field plays. Um, I think this is a good spot for Olave. I also wouldn't be shocked if a team really likes Olave. More than uh, more than like the mocks are just because of his route running skills. But this is a perfect fit for him because I don't think he'll be expected to be the primary chain mover for the Saints offense.
0: Speaking of fantasy football, I couldn't love the Steelers getting Malik Willis at 20 more. Joe, he's he's a QB one at that spot.
2: Yeah, and um, who knows if he'll start the year because they have Trubisky. But the Steelers are going to run the football this year. They're going to run the football whether it's Trubisky um, or it's Malik Willis at quarterback. Now, um, I think there's a lot of argument to be made that they need to upgrade their offensive line. Perhaps they'll do that in the second and third rounds of this draft. They went out, obviously, and signed James Daniels this offseason. But this has been a popular spot in the mocks. I know Mike Tomlin's been all over Malik Willis. Now this makes a lot of sense to me Ben. It really does. Um uh I wouldn't be stunned if the Steelers come out with a uh, with a quarterback in the first round.
0: The Steelers just don't care though. Last year they they had Najee Harris in every single mock draft and they just did it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that's that was who they wanted. Um before we get to the Patriots at 21 cuz I love their pick, it's important to note you can't just find these guys anywhere. You can't just find them on LinkedIn, but that is where you can find anybody else for any other job. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. I'm typing in right now. I I am posting my job post is greatest mock drafter in the world. Ben standing just came up on LinkedIn. Now I would just give Ben some simple tools Like screening questions, make it easy to focus on whether or not he really is the top mock drafter. It's why small businesses like RT Media rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you, Joe Dolan, find the candidates you want to talk to at fantasypoints.com faster every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. That is bananas, by the way, if you think about that number. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash feast. That's linkedin.com slash feast to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA, member FDSE. The Patriots are taking Devin Lloyd at 21, according to Ben. I love that. They need linebackers. They need youth. They need speed. How about the Packers, Joe? Ben has him getting Traylon Burks, the receiver from Arkansas.
2: Um, Burks is also polarizing because I think he didn't work out um, as well as some people hoped. Honestly, at his size, I thought he worked out pretty well. That This is a guy who you want to put the ball in his hands. You, you want to put the ball in his hands, whether it be near the line of scrimmage, down the field. Traylon Burks, um, I think, is somebody who – Um, has kind of slipped from maybe early to mid first to late first on some of these mock drafts. But I think the whole world anticipates the Packers are finally going to take Aaron Rodgers, a first round wide receiver here. I think this is a pretty interesting pick here for them. Um, I think he's somebody who you can move around and you can deploy in different ways. Um, Traylon Burks, I do think has the ability to be a boundary X at the next level.
0: It sounds like most of the critiques of him are very similar to what people said about D.K. Metcalf, about A.J. Brown. He only runs certain routes. He's not a great route. Well, well, have him run the route where he does the slant and catches it and breaks three tackles for a touchdown. That that would be the route I would have him run. Um, 23, you got the Cardinals taking George Karloftis, DN from Purdue. Interesting, because it seems like he they get Jahan Dotson in every mock draft I see. Cowboys taking Kenyon Green, the guard from AM. I see that a lot, Ben. Bills, Daxton Hill. I like that. Versatile DB for the Bills. The Titans at 26, Ben. Kenny Pickett. Really?
1: Um, I've been kind of like eyeing this one. I try not to do these mocks and make my own, not have my own influences per se, cloud my predictions, but i I just been paying attention. I was at Malik Willis's pro day this year and the Titans had an executive there that seemed higher up the food chain than I would imagine if they were just passively looking at quarterbacks and they also kept sending other notables to the various quarterback pro days and I think the reality is we saw in the playoffs Ryan Tannehill's is a totally solid quarterback and he did it he's done a really good job helping the Titans stay uh, uh near or at the top of the AFC but there may be a ceiling with his or how high he can go in a conference where you're battling Mahomes and Josh Allen. Now I'm not saying Kenny Pickett is has a higher ceiling than Tannehill, but he at least is, gives you a different option. So it wouldn't stun me if they go quarterback. And if Pickett's still here, then you know that that to me would be the way to go.
0: 27. The Bucks taking Tyler Smith, the tackle from Tulsa. Packers taking linebacker Nakobe Dean at at 28. I loved your pick. 29. The Chiefs getting Jahan Dotson. Joe, you're a Penn State grad. You and I have watched a lot of Jahan Dotson. Oh, I have. I, I think he's. I think you could say he's Tyreek Hill light. Nobody's Tyreek Hill. Don't misunderstand me. I'm just saying he's a little guy that plays big like Tyreek Hill. He's got wheels. He's just a little less than Tyreek Hill, maybe a lot less. But he can run mm-hmm. the same routes.
2: Well, I think a lot of people would be higher on Jahan Dotson if he had better quarterback play in college. He had horrendous quarterback play. He's got great downfield ball skills. Um, he's very good after the catch. I think this would be an unbelievable home run for the Chiefs. I think Jahan Dotson's is the most underrated receiver in this entire draft. Now, uh, I am... You might say I am biased, um, but I feel very strongly that Jahan Dotson is going to be a big-time receiver at the next level. Uh, Greg Cosell called him Deontay Johnson with better hands and more athleticism. We know what Deontay Johnson's done for fantasy football.
0: I like that comparison a lot, actually. I did I did uh, one of Deontay's games at Toledo. They actually do remind. Me, um, Dotson's just smooth. He's just he's just silky smooth. And everything, any not only is he a Penn State grad like Joe. How far is Nazareth from where you grew up, Joe? Like 15 uh, minutes?
2: 10 to 15 minutes, yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. You got double, double Jahan Dotson love there. You got the Chiefs at pick 30, Ben, taking David Ojabo, the DN from Michigan who tore his Achilles. That's not a bad pick for them. They're taking a long term horizon, obviously, with the Tyreek Hill trade. I kind of like that. Bengals taking Kyler Gordon at 31 and I want you both to chime in on this last one the Lions at 32 Desmond Ritter I can see that I can see Campbell thinking he's a winner Ben and saying look let's get the fifth year option on him doesn't have to play right away with golf but let's see what this kid can do
1: yeah, I agree. I mean, look, it's clear the Lions are invested in Jared Goff to a certain degree and want to see this out, which is why I haven't bought the idea that they would take quarterback at two. But I have to imagine they understand that he's hardly a proven uh, commodity at this point in terms of being a starter. And that fifth year option when you take a quarter, a player in the first round is huge. So, you know, I, I think if, if I had to say right now, I would say three quarterbacks go in the first round. So, again, just trying to figure out where the players land and giving Lions a quarterback. Makes sense, and you mentioned Desmond Ritter's vibe is being a winner, and that does seem to mesh with Dan Campbell's sort of uh, rah-rah competitive spirit, so it just feels
0: like a good combination all the way around. Joe, tell me about Desmond Ritter's fantasy relevance if he's taking 32. There is none, right?
2: Uh, I mean... In that he's an explosive athlete, yeah. I think think he gives you the design run game. And for all the reasons Ben mentioned, by the way, I I think Desmond Ritter is going to hear his name called in the first round uh, on Thursday night because he won all those games in college. He was a multi-year starter. He's a really good athlete. I think there's going to be an NFL team or two or three who falls in love with Desmond Ritter. I do anticipate he'll hear his name called. Depending on landing spot, could be a very good fantasy option because of that rushing ability. But certainly um, in Detroit, we might have to uh, pump the brakes a little bit.
0: Very important that everybody follows Ben on Twitter, at Ben Standing, S-T-A-N-D-I-G, so you get the last mock draft right before it starts. He's at FG underscore Dolan. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. That was awesome. That's exactly what I wanted I don't know how relevant it was to fantasy football, but if you listen or watch the show, you, you're you into the draft. You enjoyed that. Admit it. I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft, all available at Apple Podcasts, Rostucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.